0: Welcome to No Life Till Lager, a show about lager beer, the brewers that make it, and we who drink it. This is a conversation between two people over one pint. My name is Adam Zuniga. I'm an advanced Cicerone. I'm part of the creative team behind the six most metal breweries and beer-like in DAS movie. My guest today is Ryan Sandlin, owner and operator at Dark Sky Brewing Company in Flagstaff, Arizona. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Welcome to the No Life Till Lager podcast. I am drinking your best friend. It's a Munich style Helles lager at five point two percent alcohol. Cheers! Cheers! Tell us what you have in your hand.
1: Uh, I have one of our uh, American loggers. Uh, this was a collab with Arizona Wilderness. Uh, we use some heirloom blue corn. Uh, it's local to the state here. Um, yeah, pretty fun beer. It's uh, it's American hopped. I mean, it's not you know traditional German style lager, but still good nonetheless. <laughs>
0: It's fascinating. I love, I love blue corn in my Southwest food. Um, what an interesting ingredient to bring to a beer. Does blue corn have any qualities other than yellow, white, what have you?
1: Um, you know, it, it, this one added like a really nice, like almost it's, you kind of have to, you know, reach for it, but it gives it like a purple hue, especially when we were brewing it. Um, and what's really neat about it is it's uh it's a two thousand year old heirloom blue corn from the four corners area of the state, so up on the reservation up there um, so it's it's pretty neat to use historical local ingredients like that.
0: Very cool. So I don't think Arizona is necessarily a flyover state, but Flagstaff is definitely a flyover pass through kind of city. I, I feel like I go there whenever I'm going anywhere, and that's how I discovered dark sky. Like, where can I get a bite? Where can I get a pint at this time of night? I find that that's what breweries are really good for over wineries over anywhere else. Um, So I think what all the people want to know at home is do aliens exist? And are they in Flagstaff?
1: They are and they do exist.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, let's get into it. Because I love the name. I love all the branding around your beer and your brewery. But first and foremost, let's talk about you. Uh, Who are you?
1: Um, so yeah, I mean, where we are up here, like we're really into the outdoors. Uh, we love where we live. It's, it's a little bit tough sometimes. Like right now we had, uh, over 60 inches of snow in the last three weeks, set a lot of records. So it makes doing business a little more difficult, but I think it sharpens us and makes summer, you know, that much more enjoyable for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, tell us more about, Ryan Sandlin outside the brewery outside the brew house. what's your story?
1: um so my wife Laramie and I uh, we used to own a construction company, which is kind of how we sparked the whole idea of you know building our own tap room and um, learning about beer and stuff but we've always been in you know carpentry work um, anything working with your hands and like doing something that you like you can produce and see it at the end has always been something that I've been a big fan of so beer was a natural fit for me and I love it. Um, I don't know. It kind of feels like it's always been in my blood a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Outside of the brewery, it's, it's a lot of outdoor activities. You know, we work hard, play hard kind of thing. Uh, we've got Sedona really close. So tons of mountain biking, rock climbing, like anything you can think of. The camping up here is amazing. Um, we've got more wilderness area than most of the Midwest, I think. The, I've just heard a stat like that. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's the Wild West, so to speak, which makes it kind of fun. You know, a lot of freedom to do what you want. Get your kicks on Route 66. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So how did you get into beer and brewing? I, I hear you when you say you felt like it was in your blood, and it's incredibly satisfying to to hold your own in your hands, to build your own brewery. Um, was there a moment? Was there an epiphany? How did it start?
1: Well, this town's got a lot of really good breweries. And, you know, back then when we started, it was like, you know, everybody had their four core beers and that's all they would make. So we kind of had this idea of starting this and just doing everything different, you know, always rotating beers, never really having the same thing on tap all the time. And it was something that like I thought we could really make work and kind of stand apart from everybody else. Um, So that's kind of where, you know, where we started. You know, I just started homebrewing and got pretty good at it, which, you know, in hindsight, wasn't the best idea to start a commercial brewery and business coming straight out of the garage, but (laughs) we somehow figured it out and made it work. Yeah. I'm not too shy to ask dumb questions, you know, like, you know, I'm not too proud.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think you're asking the right questions and it dark sky really did begin as a, uh, a family affair, a husband and wife outfit partners in crime. Is that correct?
1: Yep. Yeah. Those two started it. Um, we started on a three barrel brew house, uh, that ran us for seven years, um, until we finally got our big one. Um, but we've, We've brewed over a thousand barrels, three at a time, four years in a row. Um, so it was a lot of work. I mean, that's, that's basically brewing every single day. And yeah. that was just to keep our tap room satisfied. And that was like not much distribution or anything. So we definitely took that brew house where it shouldn't have gone, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we pushed its limits for sure.
0: Nice. And tell us more about Dark Sky, just the identity of the brewery and what it represents. Um, The name itself, Dark Sky. I'll mention again all the the UFO, the extraterrestrial life on your cans and your branding. Who is
1: Dark Sky? So, you know, being Flagstaff, we're we're known for, you know, discovering Pluto. um, All the, the canals on Mars and stuff were discovered here at the local observatory, which is literally two blocks away from the brewery. Wow. We were the first Dark Sky International City, so that means big box stores uh, have to conform to our, uh, I guess, building layout and lighting and stuff like that. So it was kind of a natural fit, you know, like we love we love living here. We love being able to see the night sky, um, just the whole thing that surrounds that. And then the aliens and the cryptids and stuff, those started coming in later just because we're big fans of it. And, you know, why not? It's kind of a cool, cool way to brand it, you know.
0: Yeah. 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 Very cool. Um, so when I first, first walked into dark sky, first stopped in Flagstaff again, I I saw the dimple mugs behind the bar. I knew I was in the right place. It seems like you have multiple loggers on tap consistently at any given moment. Can you tell us about your approach to
1: loggers? Um, for me and my team, I mean, I can't take all the credit because you know, they do a great job too, but we, we take them very serious, you know, from the start of the water profile, the, the temperatures, everything, the, the, brew day for a lager for us is very, very like very focused. Um, Cause we, you know, that's what we enjoy drinking. We want to make sure that they're perfect and you can't really hide behind a lot in these, these nice, you know, light, clean beers.
0: Yeah. I, I completely agree. Um, and that's so much of the appeal and that's what makes brewing. it so difficult, but there's nothing to hide behind in a lager. And did you, did you really set out to produce them regularly and consistently because it was just personal preference, what you wanted to drink? Did you want the challenge of brewing world-class lagers on the system you have there?
1: Yeah, it was, it was, I guess you're right. Yeah. I, I, I suppose it did start as a challenge for me of like, yeah, we can do this and, you know, figure it out. Um, a lot of our professional uh, cohorts, they always ask me like they can't believe that like we produce some of the beer that we used to out of that little tiny brewery just because it's like it wasn't really made for that sort of thing. Um, but now we have a we have a bigger one, three vessel, ten barrel with horizontal lager tanks, the whole the whole nine because that's you know something that I'm very passionate about. So we made sure to do it right, and now we were able to brew. Like I think they've been improving for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about what makes Dark Sky different, how else you might stand out of the crowd. You know, Flagstaff, for being a reasonably small college town, like you said, has a really healthy beer scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, The country and the world does it large now. More breweries in operation than ever before. What makes Dark Sky different?
1: Again, I think it was when we first started, we just had the idea and we stuck to it and, you know, stayed true to the the plan. It It wasn't very easy at first. You know, like we started doing weird pastry stouts and hazy IPAs and kettle sours with all sorts of weird stuff in it before that was even like becoming a popular thing. And all the locals around here were like, what the fuck are these guys doing? It was like, it was so funny. Like they couldn't really grasp it because all they were, you know, drinking before was like, you know, the standard pale ale or the IPA that somebody had. It's, and now we're like, we took it to a different level. So And that was, that was always the goal for us. We had to stand out. Otherwise we're just going to kind of blend in and not be the, the spot to go to get the, get the weird cool stuff. That's new and new and fun. I see.
0: I see. Do you have any favorite lager styles to brew in particular or any that you like to drink personally?
1: Yeah, we actually have three different style of Czech lager on right now. Uh, Pilsner, Amber, and, uh, 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 dark logger, um, those are all kind of my, I guess, passionate ones that I love right now because we're, we're able to do decoction on our new uh, system, so really add into that like that old world feel of like a, a traditional Czech logger, and then we, obviously we have the side poles too, so kind of completing the whole the whole feel of it.
0: Yeah, oh, I'm such a fan. So I, I see a, a number of breweries producing variety of Czech style lager for the season. I think it kind of suits where you are right now in the snow in Flagstaff. It kind of answers the temperature and the weather um, from pale to dark. But I love all this theatrics around side pole faucets as well. And decoction, decoction mashing is coming up more and more to everyone we talk to on this series. You know, the idea of boiling separate parts of the mash the wet grain, and then adding it back to the mash as a whole. So you burst those starch granules for depth of flavor. You add it back to the whole to bring up the overall temperature. Can you tell us a little bit more, just your thoughts on decoction? Do you think it makes a difference?
1: Oh, it absolutely does. Um, we've seen uh, massive improvements in head retention, uh, huge improvements in mouthfeel. Um, yeah, it's it, you, when you first do it, you're like, oh, this has got to be a gimmick. Like, There's no way this is like why people did it but you understand really quick when you when you taste that finished beer you're like oh wow this actually like it did make a huge difference and that's all we do now every lager that goes to the brew house gets at least one decoction um and then you know loggered for a really long time <laughs> all right that's that's that's
0: really fascinating i guess some things are just tried and true and really stand the test
1: of time yeah you know five- hundred years of lager brewing. We should probably listen to the Germans. They kind of knew what they were doing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you mentioned you
0: lager it for an extended period of time. What's the minimum on average?
1: Um so six weeks in the horizontals um, after primary and then we actually let them I guess kind of lager. They don't get super cold in the in the actual fermenter, but we'll definitely like crash them down enough to harvest the yeast out of there and then let them sit for a little while to clarify themselves. And then we transfer them to the logger tanks and let them sit for at least six weeks. Nice.
0: Very nice. And it shows.
1: Yeah. There's no findings or anything in any of our loggers either. So they're all naturally clarified. Just takes a lot of time and pressure.
0: Okay. And tell us why does logger matter? Not just to you personally, but why are we talking about this? Why is logger important? Why does your brewery devote the, the time and resources to make it happen?
1: I think it says a lot about your brewery, you know, if you can make, make a high quality, simple beer that's just made for drinking with friends for, you know, extended periods of time. I think that's super important. Not these like, and we make them too, but like hoppy IPAs and, you know, those are fun to drink, but, you know, four or five of those and your palate's kind of smoked. Whereas these are, you know, easy drinking. You can have a bunch of them. Um. And I don't know, I, I, I feel like tradition is important to make sure that like, we all understand where it came from and do it right and make sure it's done the process all the way through the way it should be. Um, yeah, it's to me, it's, it's one of the coolest things that now it's becoming popular again too, you know, it's, it's like, at least in the top three of sales, each of our tap rooms every single night now, which is like, for me, it's like, yes. <laughs> really, yeah, that's so cool. it's that's a good sign. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. You know, um, we do leader steins of it as well. So seeing people drink those, it's like every time one's ordered, it just puts a smile on my face. By the
0: leader, um, by the boot on occasion, or no?
1: No. Well, I'd, I'd like to get boots every now and then, but uh, yeah, we haven't we haven't brought those in quite yet. But yeah, yeah. just leaders for now.
0: Yeah, I would love to see how Dark Sky handles the boot in your tap room. But now a liter is more than enough. It's really promising that you're seeing it sell and people ask for it more and more. Um, you're right. The, I think these things, the ebb and flow inevitably comes full circle. And it is important um, tradition. Somehow Longer drinking, it just makes me feel very connected to not just craft beer and not just beer, but human history, honestly, as a whole. So, yeah. Yeah. I share that. Let's talk about food a little bit because I know you partner with Pizza in Flagstaff um, on yeah. one side of your on one side of your tap room, and then you have like an additional beer hall, which I think has your own kitchen. So, uh, tell us about the food at Dark Sky, and tell us about what kind of food you typically like to pair with lager beer.
1: Yeah, so um, we're you know really well known for having Pizza in our original location. Um, we've had them in there for three years now, arguably. Mm-hmm best pizza in the entire state um yeah not just my opinion but um but yeah the the new spot next door um we took it over it came with the kitchen so we decided to kind of go go all in and you know come up with our own concept we we actually took a trip out east um and visited a few really really awesome breweries that i've been wanting to tick off my list for a while like uh foam and notch out in uh salem massachusetts And everybody's food menus at these places, like it blew us away, like oysters on the half shell, like, you know, pate, like just the most ridiculous stuff at a brewery. And we're like, man, we could probably do this. And uh, our our friend, you know, good friend, Joe, Joe Roger, he's been a, you know, Michelin trained chef. So we reached out to him. We're like, would you want to do something like this and really kind of step on the gas a little bit and, you know even you know make it more unique again you know not having the wings and burgers and stuff like that um but actually doing some really fun stuff so yeah it's been it's been fun but again it's like it kind of felt like we started over again you know like we're trying to train people like we don't have wings and burgers here we have this amazing stuff you know yeah so it's been kind of cool little like evolution i guess
0: yeah Uh, I'll I'll second and third everything you said. Pizza, some of the best pizza I've ever had, period. Not just in Arizona, but across the board, amazing. I think I've 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 been to both their locations in Flagstaff. I think I liked what was happening at the brew pub there with Dark Sky even more. And is it atmospheric kitchen that you have in the in the beer hall next door?
1: Yeah.
0: Can you tell us just a little bit more about like the style and plates there?
1: So uh, Joe's family is. Comes from San Sebastian, so their whole food concept is uh, what they call pinchos, which are basically like shareable small plates. So that's kind of the 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 way we've gone with it, which makes it kind of fun, you know, and uh, it spreads it out a little bit. He's really trained, uh, you know, classical French cooking. So we've done we've had some really you know super unique food options on the menu, which has been pretty cool. And I always love you know fresh oysters. <laughs> I mean that's kind of my my two go my go to uh, pairing with with lager beer honestly you know big Stein and a dozen oysters and you're set.
0: Interesting. I know oysters famously historically maybe paired with stout right, which is a right. is a really unique experience in itself. But lager is an oyster side by side. I don't know if I've had, but it sounds good.
1: Yeah, there's nothing better than sitting outside in the sun and just you know drinking some beers and eating some oysters. It's super cool. So on that note, let's say it's your, it's your last meal.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you eat? What do you drink? You might have just given it away, but it doesn't have to be beer and oysters unless that truly is what speaks to your heart and soul. What would your last meal be?
1: It's not. There is a taco shop in uh, Naco, Mexico that uh, makes some of the best tacos I've ever had. Um, I make it a point to try and go down there. We have buddies that own a brewery down in Tombstone, which is 20 minutes from the border. So we go down there and hang out with them, go get tacos over there. So I would say those tacos and like a nice like mezcal margarita or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, A welcome change of pace. For sure. That sounds sounds excellent. Excellent. Okay. So is there anything else you'd like to say uh, to beer drinkers out there? And how do we follow you? How do we see what's next for Dark Sky Brewing?
1: So we're Dark Sky Brewing Co. on Instagram. uh, Dark Sky Brewing on Facebook. Um, We also have a nonprofit that has its own uh, Instagram page as well. So we have an in-house nonprofit that we use for fundraising and stuff. Um, Yeah, it's been a quite the passion project for us this last year or so. Super cool. What is the nonprofit? Uh, It's called Dark Sky Community. Uh, Last year we did we raised two hundred fifty thousand dollars. We usually partner with like different tap rooms around like the Phoenix and Tucson area and kind of match sales with each other and donate back to whatever they they're passionate about as well. Yeah.
0: A worthy cause and anything else you'd like to say to new and regular beer drinkers out
1: there? Don't be afraid to uh, order the the beer flavored beer, so to speak. <laughs>
0: <And> sometimes <laughs> it's,
1: I think that, you know, it gets lost sometimes. So I'm, I'm happy that it's all coming back and people are recognizing it, you know, it is it is worthy to order it. You know any any tap room or brewery or anything like that. That's always my go to from from now on. I will second
0: and third that. Here's to beer flavored beer. Heck yeah! <laughs> Here's to the beer flavored beer in our hands. So, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Dark Sky Brewing. Uh, many thanks to the best friend, Hellas Lager here in my hand. Um, If you like beer-flavored beer, if you like what you're hearing, follow No Life Till Lager, subscribe to No Life Till Lager, help us hit the road and make a better kind of beer show. Until then, I will say good night and good lager.
1: Cheers, Ryan. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for having me.